Alexi Lafreniere is a restricted free agent. What does his future look like with the New York Rangers? Has he been a disappointment thus far in his NHL career? And why there are still a lot of reasons for optimism as it pertains with Alexi Lafreniere going forward with the New York Rangers. All this and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. fans to episode number 847 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go ahead, just jump right into it here today. Alexi Lafreniere, a restricted free agent. We talked about Keandre Miller. He's also an RFA in our most recent episode. And just continuing our fun-filled off-season series here where we take a look at every single UFA and RFA on the New York Rangers. Everybody from star players and uh, at least in one case, a future Hall of Famer all the way to, you know, minor league free agents. And obviously, it's a big one here today. Alexi Lafreniere got to basically dedicate the entire episode to Lafreniere and, you know, what it will take for the Rangers to re-sign him, what his uh, next contract is going to look like. Uh, has he been disappointing? Are the reasons for optimism? The whole nine yards. Just going to cover this from every single possible angle. And to begin with, take it right from the top here. Just wrapped up his entry-level contract, did Lafreniere, uh, that carried an, an average annual cap hit of $925,000 per season. As far as his career stats are concerned with the Rangers, 216 games, 47 goals, 44 assists, 91 points in 216 games. He's also a plus five in that time. And this is an interesting stat and one that kind of made my eyebrows go up a little bit. He actually scores on 15.1% of his shots, which is pretty good. And honestly, you hear that and you want to see him shoot the puck maybe a little bit more often than he does. I think, you know, with a percentage like that, and granted it wasn't as high this year as his career uh, percentage, but uh, still solid for his career for the first three seasons here, especially a young player would like, uh, makes me want to see him uh, shoot the puck a little bit more often uh, if possible. He's also averaged in the three seasons combined 14 minutes and 25 seconds of ice time per night. And that kind of got me thinking too. And it made me think that maybe in the future, we'll do an episode where we compare uh, Lafreniere specifically, but maybe we'll throw Capo Caco in there too. And I want to kind of just compare them to other young players around the league. You know, some young players that, are perceived to be uh, more successful than the two of them thus far in their NHL careers. I want to look at it in terms of like, you know, because we, we focus so much on points per game, right? What about points per minute on the ice? I'd like to see what the difference is, you know, comparing and contrasting guys like Lafreniere and Kako to, you know, uh, Tim Stutzla, Lucas Raymond, Jack Hughes. Uh, you could throw Quentin Byfield in there as well. Some of the er or the most recent early round picks that we've seen, uh, you know, in the first round, guys that have gone early, uh, some of the other, you know, notable young players in the league. And we'll do that uh, in due time. But to keep the focus squarely on Alexi Lafreniere here, uh, of his 91 career points, and this kind of goes back to what I was just saying, only six of them have occurred on the power play. So everything he's done, he's pretty much done it at even strength. Doesn't have the benefit of playing a lot of time on the power play, first unit or second unit. Uh, has also come up with 65 block shots, 292 hits, 91 takeaways against 82 giveaways. And for this most recent season, 
coming off a campaign in which he played a career-high 81 games, scored 16 goals, career-high 23 assists, career-high 39 points, uh, career-best plus 10, uh, career-high 15 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time per night, career-high 28 block shots, career-high 141 hits. A lot of career highs, and this goes back to something else that I always talk about when it comes to the kids as well, is that it feels like all three of them, you know, Kako, Hedo, Lafreniere, they all get better every single season. But man, we want that, what I always call the, the hop, skip, and the leap forward rather than just baby steps forward. And we're hoping that, you know, one of these seasons that will come to fruition. And uh, if everything goes according to plan, hopefully that's this next season for all three players. And he had a little bit of a breakout this past season, but I think even he has another level that he can eventually reach. Uh, but Lafreniere, you know, as far as how he's done so far, you know, going beyond the stats a little bit, you've got somebody here that obviously he comes in the league, tremendous hype. and you know, it wasn't just Ranger fans that were responsible for this. It was the scouts. You know, the scouts were the ones calling him a generational talent and, you know, just speaking the world of him and hasn't quite lived up to the hype yet. But we're going to talk about that in due time. Uh, for the time being, you know, I'll just say Lafreniere, he's been a streaky player thus far in the league. Uh, feels like it's not really that uncommon to see Alexi Lafreniere go like five or six or maybe even seven games without scoring any points. Or maybe there's a situation where, you know, he gets like, I don't know, three or four points in the span of like 15 games or so, you know, some somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, but then, you know, just as quickly, he'll go through a stretch where, you know, he gets six points in seven games or something like that. He'll get like somewhat hot for a little while there as well. So uh, again, a little bit of a streaky player is Lafreniere, uh, something that is not uncommon for young players in this league, even ones that are drafted number one overall and even players that are, you know, very highly hyped. Uh, coming into the NHL, as Alexi Lafreniere obviously was. I think he's also somebody that's shown that he can play with a little bit of an edge to his game. He can get under the skin of his opponents uh, from time to time. So it's nice that he adds that dynamic as well. Uh, I also wanted to uh, kind of point to his playoff run two years ago when the Rangers made it to the Eastern Conference Final. 20 games, uh, two goals and seven assists. These are not sparkling numbers, but he, along with that kid line, there were a lot of nights where you know, they really provided the Rangers a spark. They had a lot of energy, and they kind of got them going a little bit, got the you know momentum going in the Rangers' favor. And um, you know there were certain nights where I thought that line was the best line on the ice. So despite an underwhelming showing in the playoffs this past season, I think Lafreniere showed uh, that first run with the Rangers that he can be an effective player come Stanley Cup playoff time. And to just single out one example of that, he had a huge goal in game five against Pittsburgh last year. You guys remember Rangers were down three games to one in the series. They were down two to nothing in game five, getting late in the second period. Adam Fox scores to knock it down to two to one. And then Alexi Lafreniere with a stuffing goal from the doorstep. You know, Capo Caca with some good moves behind the Penguin net. Passes in front to Lafreniere. Lafreniere's there uh, to stuff at home. He had crashed the net and uh, finished the job there. So, you know, somebody that there's been some good things, but uh, what I'm going to talk about in just a second, I kind of just want to discuss this concept because, you know, Ranger fans kind of seem to be torn on this as well. Has Lafreniere been at least something of a disappointment thus far through his first three seasons uh, with the New York Rangers? And we're going to discuss that in just a second here. But first, we do have to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On, New York Rangers, is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day, and that is, of course, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. 
Now I've been on it for about 13 months, give or take, and I love it. Doesn't taste like it's super healthy, has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we just want to go ahead and thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, look, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but sooner or later, it is a fact. The Rangers will have to name a new head coach, so we're going to be all over that on Locked On New York Rangers. Could happen, you know, it's Sunday night as I'm recording this. Could happen some point on Monday. Uh, we'll obviously react to that, and we're going to also start looking around the league. We're talking about all the Ranger free agents. We're going to look around the league find some other UFAs, some guys that could make sense for the Rangers to target uh, once free agency begins. Obviously, money's tight because of the salary cap situation, uh, but obviously you will have to do some patchwork and bring in at least a couple of new faces for next season. So we'll see if we can ID any of those faces. But for now, let's go ahead and keep talking about Alexi Lafreniere here. Has he been a disappointment so far with the New York Rangers? And let me preface this entire section by saying uh, this is not Lafreniere bashing, okay? I like Lafreniere a lot. I, I really do. Um, you know, he's somebody that I think is easy to root for. I think he does work hard out there. I think he's a good teammate. We're going to talk about some of his positive attributes, like those things I just mentioned in a second. Um, but again, I still think he can be a very good player in this league, despite the fact that maybe his point totals have been a little bit underwhelming based on what we were promised from, from scouts and whatnot. And I also want to mention right now that I agree because uh, there's people that will like fiercely defend Alexi Lafreniere. And for the most part, you know, again, I'm a Lafreniere supporter. I've had a lot more nice things than, you know, not so nice things to say about him over the years on this podcast. And I do think he'll eventually get there and be a very effective player uh, for the Rangers. But the thing that uh, certain Lafreniere defenders will always go to, there's a couple of things really, uh, you know, they'll point to the fact that, well, this is on the Rangers because they're not very good at developing players, specifically forwards. They can develop defensemen, and obviously they can develop goalies. You know, we've seen that with Benoit Allaire. Um, But yeah, the the forwards, the Rangers don't exactly have a sparkling track record when it comes to developing forwards. Uh, The other thing that people point to is that, well, you know, Lafreniere, he never really gets a lot of time in the top six, or if he does get to the top six, they take him out just as quickly, and uh, that's true as well. Uh, They'll say that it's because Lafreniere doesn't get any power play time. That's something that we already talked about here in today's episode. Uh, They'll say that uh, you know, the Rangers made a mistake by fast-tracking him to the NHL. He could have used maybe at least, uh, you know, at least a couple of weeks in the NHL, maybe a month, maybe even a little bit longer than that to, you know, get used to the next level of hockey before just jumping right in uh, to the NHL. 
Uh, they'll say that it's due to the fact that, hey, he's still young, just 21 years old, and not everybody can beat Connor McDavid right out of the starting blocks. So, um, and let me just say, everything that I just said there, every reason that I listed, every go-to argument that the Lafreniere defenders uh, will make, there's merit to every single one of those. You know, there's at least some truth to everything I just said there, and I'm with you. You know, I, I think, you know, everything there holds water, and uh, you can make a case that, some of those things, maybe even all of them, are the reasons why, or some of the reasons why Alexi Lafreniere uh, has not quite gotten to the level that you know most people I think would have expected him to get to uh, by now. But the reason I do think why you also have to say Lafreniere to date, to date, has been at least a little bit of a disappointment is because of what we were told about him when he was entering the league, and this goes way back. I mean, th- this goes back to uh, he was still playing in the QMJHL. Everybody knew he was basically going to be the consensus number one pick, uh, no matter which team got the pick. And then the Rangers, lo and behold, uh, they end up getting the number one overall pick because you know it goes uh, goes into the playoffs in uh, 2020, the COVID season. And there's a situation with the draft lottery where we know that one of the eight teams that loses in the qualifying round is going to be picking number one overall. And there's Ranger fans saying, oh man, just lose, just lose. You're not going to win the cup anyway. You know, you get a chance at Alexi Lafreniere. My reaction to that, and I still stand by this to this day, is you can't root against your team, especially in the playoffs. I don't care what the situation is. I know it was a 2014, just bizarre playoff tournament that season. Uh, To me, you play to win and you should always root for your team to win. But once the Rangers lost to the Canes in the qualifying round that year, okay, let's go. One and eight chance again, the number one overall pick. And that's what ultimately ends up happening. Uh, The Rangers do get to pick number one overall. But the reason why... Again, I think that he is something of a disappointment right now. It's what everybody was saying about him. And again, this is I'm not talking about like fan talk or even like Ranger beat reporter talk. I'm talking about like every scout universally agreeing that this kid is unbelievable. Uh, he's basically a prodigy. He's a generational talent. He's the best player that's been available in an NHL draft since Sidney Crosby. I mean, you you could not find anybody that had anything, even the slightest bit negative to say about him. Everybody was just heaping praise on him. Obviously, he put up like just ridiculous video game-like numbers in the QMJHL. Check those out if you haven't in a while. It's, it's pretty crazy stuff. But again, the, the hype was just through the roof. And so he gets here, and you're at a spot now, you know, three seasons into his career, and he just hasn't looked like that kind of a player, at least to date. And it could still happen, uh, but as of now, uh, it has not. And again, going back to all those reasons I talked about a minute ago, you know, the lack of time in the top six, the lack of time on the power play, the fact that the Rangers aren't always great at developing their forwards. If Lafreniere was the player that that all these scouts said that he was, I think that he would have probably overcome all those things. He would have left the Rangers no choice. He would have forced his way into the top six, forced his way onto the top power play unit, forced his way into more ice time per night. And he just hasn't quite been able to do that. And again, I'm not, this is not a Lafreniere bashing session. Big fan of Lafreniere. Still think he uh, can be a big time player for this New York Ranger team. And really, if the Rangers are going to get to where they need to go, uh, he's going to need to be that kind of a player. He's going to have to reach that next level. Uh, the the other thing that I always come back to, though, is that, you know, the, the plays that Lafreniere has made over the past couple of seasons here, the, the three seasons that he's been in the league, how many times, has Lafreniere done something on the ice and everybody's been like, wow, that was incredible. It doesn't really happen that often. And I'm just being honest here. Um, the one that really comes to mind for me is two years ago against Detroit. I uh, had that play where 
Uh, you know, he played the puck between his legs to himself, scored on a backhand. And then this year, I forget the opponent. It was basically the same thing. But instead of going right to left on the screen, he was going from left to right. And uh, just two unbelievable goals. But he also had a lot of time and space on both of those goals. And you don't always get that uh, in the NHL. In fact, you don't get that very often. It's, it's great that he can take advantage when it does. And again, he has had his moments. I talked about the Ranger playoff run two years ago. I talked about that enormous goal that he scored in game five against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's had his moments. He's had a couple overtime winners. Uh, he has at least one walk-off goal and a shootout. You know, I can remember that. There was another shootout where... It was round six, and he had to score to keep the game alive, and he was able to do that. So he can make some plays. It does happen from time to time, and there have been flashes of greatness where, like, okay, the, this guy, you know, he might be about to get it going. Unfortunately, again, he's just kind of been played by inconsistency since he's come into the league. And I think whomever the Rangers' next head coach is going to be, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later as well, that's going to be one of their biggest challenges, getting Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, and some of the other young players that just really reach that next level catch up to the veteran players that the Rangers have while they're still in their prime or basically in their prime. And, uh, you know, having everybody pulling in the same direction, everybody playing at the top of their game. That's how you get a team that's, you know, ready to compete for a Stanley cup championship. But I'll right, keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to end today's episode by talking about some positive things about Alexi Lafreniere, some really good things that we've seen over the years and some things that I think give you hope and leave you optimistic. I, I still, again, I can't, emphasize this enough still feeling pretty good about Alexi Lafreniere feel like he can still uh you know maybe generational talent might be pushing it a little bit but I still think Alexi Lafreniere can be a very very good player in this league he's already a, a solid player but we need to get him uh to that next level and uh, hopefully that's what will eventually happen here uh we're gonna talk about all that good stuff in just a second but first if you have to let everybody know today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Like I said, reasons for optimism. Always want to be glass half full on here. And again, I, I do think Alexi Lafreniere can get to that next level. He's improved, I think, every season that he's been in the league. We're just looking for a substantial improvement rather than just, you know, a small step forward uh, going into year four here with Alexi Lafreniere. So uh, to begin with, reasons for optimism. Still a very young player. And I know I'm stating the obvious here, but he is just 21 years old. I mean, let's keep in mind, this kid was uh, heavily hyped and... It's not his fault. I mean, he put up amazing numbers in the QMJHL, and uh, scouts were convinced that this guy was basically, uh, you know, uh, somebody that was going to come in and uh, just skate circles around everybody and, um, you know, just be an excellent player right out of the gate. And, you know, it, it's he hasn't really uh, 
like hurt the Rangers in any way. I, I think it's just a situation right now where he hasn't quite lived up to the hype. He hasn't quite been, you know, that dominant force that everybody was talking about that he was going to be uh, when he came into this league. Uh, I think something else that gives you reason for optimism, there seem to be a good amount of players on the New York Rangers with whom Alexi Lafreniere has very good chemistry, has a strong rapport. You know, we saw the kid line really excel a couple of years ago in the playoffs. I mentioned that a little bit earlier in today's episode. It wasn't every playoff game. You know, the Rangers played 20 playoff games in that run. Uh, but there were, once again, a decent amount of games during that playoff run for the New York Rangers where the kid line was the best line, not just for the Rangers, but for either team on the ice. You know, just looking like they were shot out of a cannon, doing all kinds of, you know, blue-collar work uh, in the offensive zone, keeping plays alive. There was that, uh, they call it the shift, where, I mean, they had the puck in the Tampa zone in game one for, like, I mean, it felt like forever. It was like two or three minutes, and uh, ultimately ended up scoring, I believe it was Philip Heedle, uh, that finished that opportunity there. But again, you know, that line, and certainly Alexi Lafreniere played a big part in that, uh, was a big reason why the Rangers made it as far as they did in the playoffs a couple of seasons ago. And it does seem like Alexi Lafreniere, uh, when he's out there with Ka Kako and Heedle, they have chemistry. They seem to be at ease with each other. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, there's part of me that wants to see the kid line broken up a little bit. Maybe you figure out a way to get Kako and Lafreniere into the top six. You could maybe try to get all three of them into the top six. That might be pushing it a little bit, but we'll save that debate for a different episode. Eventually, before the season starts, I certainly want to, you know, pitch some line combinations, some defense pairings, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, again, you know, Lafreniere, great chemistry with his two fellow kids on the kid line. I think Mika Zibanejad is another one. We've only seen Lafreniere play sporadically with Mika Zibanejad. And every so often I come on here and I basically campaign for more of it. I just feel like the two of them have a really good feel for each other out there. They just have a sense for where the other one's going to be. We've seen them with some really good zone entries, uh, some drop passes from one to the other. They've set each other up for a couple of goals. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun to see. And I'd like to see them eventually go with a line combination. You could maybe even start next season like this. Go with a line combination that they went with last year, but only for a very short amount of time. And that line combination from left to right was Lafreniere, Mika Zibanejad, and Capo Caco on the top line. Uh, it just felt like it was clicking. Mika Zibanejad, you know, you can put any two wingers out there and he's going to do a nice job with them. I mentioned that Lafreniere and Mika seemed to have good chemistry together and it just kind of seemed to spark the kids a little bit, uh, that being uh, Lafreniere and Caco. And then eventually that line cooled off a little bit and they broke it up because, um, you know, they, they were pretty trigger happy when it came to... Uh, Switching line combinations last season. But yeah, man, I, I like that line combo and I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, this upcoming season. It kind of empowers the kids a little bit. Go out there and get it. You're going to play with our top center and uh, you're going to get top line minutes. Go do your thing. Uh, I'd like to see that, you know, possibly happen again uh, for this upcoming season. But uh, yeah, again, good chemistry with several of his teammates. Just named a few there. The other kids and Mika Zibanejad. I think he's also kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about here. I think Lafreniere is a great teammate. You know, he's one of those guys that, Anytime one of his teammates does something good out there, he just always looks really happy for them. You know, he, he's happier for his teammate when they do something good than he is for himself when he does something good. He kind of seems like that kind of a player. And uh, just watching him interact with his teammates, I just get the sense that he's well-liked in that locker room. Uh, again, I realize that he hasn't, you know, put up these incredible gaudy numbers that certain people were predicting. But uh, overall, you know, there are some good things to like here. And uh, not the least of which is the fact that he's a good teammate. I think also another reason for optimism here the next Ranger coach, and we don't know who it's going to be, LaViolette, Hines, maybe Knobloch, although it's starting to look not so good for Chris Knobloch as far as him being the next head coach, I think at least. 
Uh, but I do feel like maybe the next head coach for the Rangers won't be quite as stubborn when it comes to giving ice time to young players as Gerard Gallant was. And I say this as somebody that was a big fan of Gerard Gallant, thought he did a good job. Rangers obviously won a lot of games here. Uh, you know, they had those playoff series comeback wins, down 3-1 against Pittsburgh, down 2-0 against the Canes. Uh, he basically had a rebuilding team two wins away from the Stanley Cup Finals. So, uh, yeah, unfortunate the way things turned out there. But one thing I will say about Gallant, there were times where he could really be stubborn. I mean, and he's not the only one. There's a lot of coaches that are like this. There's a lot of coaches that just seem to default to the veteran players. They seem to trust the veteran players a little bit more. Um, but I do feel like maybe the next head coach will hopefully change lines a little bit less often and will hopefully, um, you know, give more ice time to the younger players on the New York Rangers, Alexi Lafreniere in particular. Something else is another thing that gives me reason for optimism. Lafreniere right now, as things stand, for, forget about like draft status and, and like all the scouting reports and everything. Just look at what Alexi Lafreniere has done. Take all that other stuff off the table. Uh, Lafreniere at the age of 21 is already a solid third line player in this league. Now, of course we want more than that because with all the hype, you know, you, you expect him to be, you know, end up being one of the better players in the league. Um, and he's a half point per game right now, which again, as third liners go, that's, that's about right. That's about on par. You know, that's a lot of times what you get from third liners around this league. Um, but again, if you take off all that other stuff away from the table, uh, he is just 21 years old. You've got somebody who at the age of 21 has already played three years in the NHL, is already giving you a half point per game and is already a steady third line player and somebody with a little bit of grit to his game as well. It's not a bad player. It's not a bad hockey player. The reason why I think sometimes we all kind of lament where he is is we know about all the hype and everything that the scouts were saying and we just kind of expect him to you know go out there and be a superstar right away. But as things stand right now, uh, Lafreniere's floor right now, his absolute worst case scenario is that he will be a steady third line player going forward. And of course the Rangers, uh, should have him at a pretty reasonable price, uh, while he does that going forward. And again, there's still obviously hope that he can be more than that. And I think he eventually will be more than that, but his absolute floor, his absolute worst case scenario, Alexi Lafreniere, a steady, uh, third line player for the Rangers. It's not like this is somebody that's going to fall out of the league or he hasn't done anything ever to help the Rangers. You know, he, he's been a solid player. We're just looking for that next step. Uh, something else, uh, this is just kind of a prediction here. I feel like Lafreniere, eventually the assists are going to start to pile up a little bit. I just feel like he's too good of a passer for that not to eventually happen. There was uh, a season two years ago where he was stuck on three assists like forever. And, you know, I, he was going through a stretch where he was making some really good passes. And I'm thinking like, man, how is this not like adding up to goals, you know, for, for some of his teammates? And as a result of that, uh, assists for Alexi Lafreniere. And again, I would love to see that, that you know, Kako, or rather Lafreniere, Mika, Kako line. Uh, I just feel like uh, they had good chemistry together, and I, I think they could do some damage next season if the Rangers uh, stick with that trio, um, you know, for at least a good amount of time uh, next year. The other thing that I wanted to talk about here um, before we call it here, well, two things. We, we got to talk about the idea of Lafreniere being traded. We did that with Ke'Andre Miller. You never know when a RFA could be moved. And I'm also going to talk about uh, Lafreniere's new contract or what it could look like. As far as him being traded, I don't see it. Every now and then we get these rumors that the Vancouver Canucks are interested. And it's not that hard to see why they probably see it as like a buy low opportunity. And it's, it's something that a good GM does. Looks to you know, get players who you think are going to play better ultimately than they're currently playing. Um, but again, you know, the Rangers, they, they luck into that number one overall pick a few years ago. This was the year to be picking first overall. 
Uh, you get the quote-unquote generational talent. I think 21 years old is a little bit too young to give up on a player that was labeled a generational talent. And not to mention the fact that he's, you know, he just completed his ELC and he going forward for his next contract, probably not going to be making, I mean, he's going to make more than that for sure, but it's not like he's going to break the bank or anything along those lines. So uh, I think you stick with it, you stay the course, and you certainly uh, do not trade him. And again, the Rangers are going to have a new coach for this upcoming season. And as I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in today's episode, that coach, one of his biggest challenges that he's going to have with this team is getting Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco and some of these are young guys uh, to that next level. That's going to be at or near the top of the uh, list of priorities. I mean, winning's number one, right? But as far as like specific things that the coach has to do to get this team to where it needs to go, yes, Lafreniere and Caco got to reach those guys and some of the other young players uh, as well. So again, I... Don't see him being traded. I, I just can't see the Rangers like pulling the pulling the plug. Excuse me, doing something this dramatic uh, in the off season here, um, and just kind of giving up this early on a player that was as heralded as Alexi Lafreniere was coming into the league. As far as his new contract and what it could look like, uh, like Keandre Miller, I could see this maybe being like a two year bridge deal. Uh, I think Capo Caco and what he got when he was in this situation last year could be a good basis of comparison here. Caco got the two year bridge deal at $2.1 million per season. So maybe Lafreniere somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, 2.2, 2.3 million over two years. Does that sound about right? It's always difficult to predict these things for sure. But again, with RFAs, uh, the team that drafted the RFAs, you have a lot of the leverage and that's the case with the Rangers. So uh, we'll see. And as far as like the idea, because every once in a while, this will pop up too. Somebody will like mention that Lafreniere could be a cap casualty. No. Just stop. We If Lafreniere is a cap casualty, then the Rangers are not doing something right because Lafreniere is not going to be making that much money. you know. And, and for somebody with the upside that he possesses, it just doesn't make any sense to trade him because you don't feel like you can afford to pay him like $2.1 or $2.2 million over the next couple of seasons here. So uh, hopefully no more talk of that. And hopefully Alexi Lafreniere is back with the Rangers next season. The next head coach can reach him and we get the Alexi Lafreniere or at least close to the Alexi Lafreniere that we all thought uh, that the Rangers were drafting. Only other thing I wanted to mention real quick here today is that uh, to change gears real quick at the end of the episode, uh, Knights now lead the Panthers three games to one in the Stanley Cup final. And that means that Brett Howden is a single victory away from becoming a Stanley Cup champion. And I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, there were times this season where, you know, uh, there, there were games where he was scratched, but uh, he eventually became a fixture in the Knights lineup. And uh, has had a really nice playoff run for himself. So good for Brett Howden. And, uh, you know, I know it didn't work out with the Rangers, but if they conclude this run, they win that fourth game and they become Stanley Cup champions, I will certainly uh, be happy for Brett Howden when that does happen. But uh, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers, and definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.